Hello, lovely people. I want to take a quick moment to tell you about Two East Eighth Productions' newest short film project called Sid Penrose. This is a deeply personal project about depression and suicide. But more than that, it's about choosing to face another day when you're at your lowest. Many involved with this film have had first-hand experience with depression and suicide, and that is why they are so passionate about bringing this story to life. Head over to Indiegogo and search for Sid Penrose, a short film, to help them reach their $3,000 production goal. With your contribution, 2 East 8th will be paying the amazingly talented cast and crew needed to make this the best film possible. Any funds that are left over will be donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Check it out, contribute if you can, and spread the word to help make this project come to life. This week's podcast is brought to you by Elephant and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Well, good news, Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And if you're a fan of soccer, Elfin and Castle is the place to be for the Women's World Cup through July 7th to watch all of your favorite teams compete. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. This episode of Mind Gap Podcast is also brought to you by my nephew's school's bake sale. They're trying to raise money for something, and if I don't help him get $200 in sales by the end of the month, then he doesn't want a trip to the state fair, and somehow that's my fault. They've got cakes, pies, and cookies that are probably ordered from some terrible vendor who marks the prices up 300% and ships them frozen in unsanitary trucks for you to eat and then lie to yourself and to him about how delicious it is while you spend 48 hours firing fluid out both ends. Guys, it's for a good cause. Head over to Brantley's Bake Sale for StateFair.com and enter the promo code MindGapBake to get an illegibly written thank you card from my nephew Brantley with your purchase. On this week's episode, we are joined by the wonderful human known as Beth Strandland. She helps Justin and I explore our greatest strength and weakness and how these affect our personal lives. We then talk about stories, how they're told in movies, TV shows, and literature, and what makes them impactful. Tell your boss you need to take an hour break to explore your strengths and weaknesses, step outside to enjoy the beautiful day, and get ready to experience episode 202 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Your greatest strength. What do you think is your greatest strength, Beth? Um, I'm kind. I think that would be my greatest strength. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think you're very kind. Justin, critique. <laughs> oh, do you no. think she's kind? <clears throat> or what do you think? Is, do you think... Because this, so this is also an exercise in, in self-awareness as well as social awareness as well. Like, you know, I, I told the group the other day, I was like, you know, I put on a shirt and I'm like, this feels snug. I go, but I'll only wear this if I have a coat over it because that way I feel like it's not as bad. And I told that to Jill, and she goes, I don't feel like it looks snug. I'm like, well, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> but it was like self-awareness right, versus right. social awareness, you know, in that sort of regard. So the idea is like some people be like, oh, you know what? I think I'm really good at negotiating. And people are like, ah, I don't think that's what your greatest strength is. Oh. So 
uh, come on, guys. I had this real quick. So <laughs> incidentally, I had the sa- I have the same thing almost daily. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Where Beth will I'll go like she'll go. That looks good on you. I'm like this feels like I'm a sausage in a fucking casing. You're like right here does not right. feel good like, on right the sides. Here. No, no I, good. I put this shirt on this shirt on today, and she's like that looks so good on you. The I'm like color. the color is so good, and I'm like yeah, but I feel like this button's popping. This button is like. A, you know, in disagreement with being buttoned. <laughs> Even at the at the greatest shape of my life, which was probably in high school in wrestling, I still had that, which is just a haunting thing of our psyche where yeah. we're like, oh, I still don't. I look back at pictures and I was like, damn, dude, you were okay. You were good. <laughs> I know. You were in good shape. And I was just like, I don't know, man. I don't feel like I'm, I'm good. I was like, no, you're good. Well, I looked at. 36-year-old Doug <laughs> begs to differ. <laughs> right. When I, was, when I was running the marathon, I was. Uh, which time? Oh, right. Boom. I did it twice. Two years in a row, guys. No big deal. Suck it, Dave. NBD. Yeah. Uh, didn't poop once. Oh! Um, you might have a problem. In, in the entire time I trained. It, yeah. No. Um, <laughs> For the entire six-month training, I didn't poop. I consumed all waste. Right. Running really makes your body a well-oiled machine. Uh, no, I was I was probably in the best shape I've been in, in a long mm-hmm. time. And I would still go... Oh, I can't wait to lose this like this paunch and this like these tits. I can't. I don't want these anymore. And she's like, "You're gonna look back at what you are like where you are right now and go, oh shit. Now I'll look back at pictures <laughs> from the marath from the ra- the first one, and like on the on the trail and I, on the course. And I was like, oh fuck, I did look. <laughs> if you want to see the best change in Justin, go watch the oh Jesus dull Christ. moments. Derby episode on No, it wasn't YouTube. the Derby episode. It was, it was, the, bo- it was, it was th- the one where we were both in sports. football jerseys. Yeah. It's a sports it's one, Drew too. Drew explained sports. Was yeah. this one you were over at Drew's place? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, one of <laughs> one of my favorite episodes, too. Yes. Just, it was insane. Where Drew explained sports to me, but if you like, I was a marshmallow sitting on that couch. <laughs> Especially because you took your shirt off in that one, too. I didn't take it all off. You took your pants off. I did take my pants you off. You took your pants off. It's, it's, ep- it's a great episode. It's a great yeah. episode. Very tasteful. You were kind of similar, though, is that you used to, like, take when your you were. Pants and take your pants off. off and put it on YouTube. When you were, yeah. Talk about sports. <laughs> <laughs> Still do it in my household, right? That's the best place to do it, right? Right. She's like, D up. Come on. She's like, what is this? Tearaway pants. Right. Let's get down exactly. to business. What is this? Zone coverage? It's the only purpose for tearaway Women's pants. Women's World Cup. <laughs> By the way, you can watch Women's World Cup at Elfin and Castle. Located 185 North Wabash. Very true. Yeah. They got it going on. Uh, no, but you, you, uh, same thing. Like you, back when you were, uh, I in think my you 20s? were in your 20s in college, <laughs> you were, because that's all you did. That's all I wanted to do was work out. I didn't care about school. I just wanted to work out. God, tell me, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> but you still thought you're like, I'm not thin right, enough. Right. I'm not thin enough. Isn't that a horrible no. thing? Toothpick. Yeah. yeah it's I a was... horrible thing. It's just, it, yeah, it's like your mind will adapt to your situation and be like, you could be better. Yeah. It's like, uh, those legs, uh, you skip leg day? Right. <laughs> Should skip leg day. But you were doing two, you would, would teach do, two aerobic. No, yeah, what was would, it? Yeah. I would either like run and do aerobics or two aerobic classes a day and it was just crazy. And all you would eat is granola. <laughs> granola and like salad <laughs> and water. I never ate. <laughs> For those of you not watching on Twitch, Doug is very, Doug's looking at Beth with a very confused look. He's, I have a question, but I don't want to ask it. <laughs> I was just like, no, that's... <coughs> no. Uh, were you angry? No. I would feel like that would really hinder your mood with, like, no food. 
No. Oh, you looked at Justin like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think I was. Well, I would Good. consume like like snack stuff, like, okay. like 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 Fig Newtons or like frozen yogurt. But I also bet the endorphins from all that working out probably, you know, was... But I wasn't like good. lifting weights or anything. It doesn't it have to just, lift weights to get endorphins. I was I mean, just running. Yeah, those are the runner's high, yeah. right? People talk about. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You feel good after you work out. Yeah. yeah. That so, occasionally happens to me these days. <laughs> <laughs> after you carry groceries in. Well, for me, it's like, you know... Uh, a coworker of mine said this the best part. We were talking about the weather. She, she loves it just gross, hot, and humid because when she goes outside and, and does something, it feels like she's done something. And I was like, I get what you're saying. Like, if it's hot outside and I mow the lawn, I come in, I'm like sweating. I'm like, I worked out. I didn't. I just sweat a lot. It's hot. But you feel like you did something. Yeah. You know? Or you like, you, you go on a bike ride, you can, you like, walk up the stairs, your legs feel a little wobbly. You're like, I did something. That was good. <laughs> But then you're like, you don't do it again for a couple of days, and you're like, I'm not making progress. <laughs> I'm just as sore as it was the previous time I did that I don't thing. have a schedule. Right. This isn't working. <laughs> so, yeah, I can definitely backfire. Uh, I would say kindness is your biggest Let's go back to the question. Yeah. exactly where I want to go. Uh, yeah, I would, say, I would say kindness is uh, – kindness and honesty, I would think, are your two biggest strengths. <laughs> I like sometimes brutally honest. <laughs> brutally honest, but that's a good thing, yeah. right? Sometimes that's a really it depends, but sometimes it gets me in trouble a lot. It's all in how you deliver the message, though. I know right? I have to work on delivery. That's that's so delivery. true. My delivery is not always yeah. the best. If you could just be like, "Why are you wearing pink?" <laughs> I mean, that's better than hey. We might be able to do a different color. You know, well, she knows she's great at that. What do yeah. you always say? Like color washes it, it, color washes you out a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah. See, there you go. Just apply that right. to everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Trying to think. Um, you know, poop on the toilet seat, Justin. It just it washes out the color. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it would maybe be great if maybe aim. we just got it in the toilet. Yeah. Aim. That's like, all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> Should right? I keep? Go- am I going still? Well, I was gonna say now we can switch over to weaknesses. What do you think is your greatest weakness? Uh, greatest weakness: uh, <clears throat> um, silence. I'm really good at being quiet. <laughs> You're like, I'm really good at being quiet. Yeah. Like in what way? Um, I'll withhold, like I'll withhold in conversation. Okay. And that's interesting because you're also honest. Right. So, okay. That's the honesty happens up here, though. The honesty <laughs> happens in her, in her head. She is 100% brutally honest. It right. Just so I just might out. sit here on this podcast and not say anything. <laughs> We're not going to let that happen. Um, it's the perfect audio. An audio medium is the perfect way. Exactly. Yes, this is going to be a visual podcast. Um, that's interesting. Doing miming and yeah, exactly. sure. We'll just describe the miming yeah. actions that Beth is going through. Yeah. So, so you're withholding information. Why do you withhold information? What do you think it is? Uh, is it a fear of hurting someone's feelings, or I, th- I think part of it is like fear of fear of communication sometimes. Sure. Yeah. I get it. Trust yeah. me. You're talking to the guy who just made a horse noise. <laughs> I mean, I get it. <laughs> Unintentionally. I, I think it's that whole social awkwardness. Of course. Like I've always like, I'm fine, like quiet with myself. And, mm-hmm. But then you get the bigger group. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm yeah. good. I'm yeah. going to listen to everyone. Do you, yeah. Do you feel like, because I, there are times, it depends on what group I'm in. It Sometimes I'll feel like I can't figure out what my, almost like a puzzle. Like I can't figure out where I fit into mm-hmm. this conversation. Sometimes, no problem. Right. Where I'm right. like, great, I know I'm firing on. I can, I, I know where I fit into this group setting. But sometimes I do feel where I'm like, I'm just like, the, the, my puzzle piece doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's okay. 
Yeah. I think it's the thing we kind of like, something else I'll beat myself up for. I'm like, I don't belong here. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, this just doesn't gel. It's just, you know, um, I had a conversation with someone today at work and um, their communication style and mine, like, I, I was like, we were supposed to meet for an hour and after 10 minutes I go, I think we're good. We can just go. <laughs> I cut it short because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now, but I don't like it. Yeah. And I can tell you don't want to be here. Let's just let's just cut our losses and go. And I was like, what was, I laughed. I was like, what was that? Was that me? Was I went that down to all my coworkers happened. They're like, really? That happened with them? I was like, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, they're like, I can't believe they were like that. I'm like, yeah, it was awful. I don't want to talk to them ever again. Like, that was horrible. <laughs> I was like completely opposite. And then there's things like we're you know, talking about last time. I met Justin instantly. I'm like, we're going to be good. Oh, yeah. He we and just, I are just, just yeah. those puzzle pieces fit nice and snug. I had the same. Yeah. Same, same response or reaction when I first met Justin. Yeah. I'm like, I can tell him anything. Yes. And be okay with it. There was something about me like joking with you or whatever. And like there was just we had similar sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And like right out, like when you sat down and we were like talking, you're like, I'm, you know, originally from the quad cities. I'm like, I went to school in the quad. We have commonality. And yeah. then it was just like immediately we just hit it off and I would just make offhanded remarks and he'd laugh. I'm like, all right, we're similar. We're going to be good here. Yeah. That's good. And I take those chances sometimes where it's like, you know, I, I live by the motto right now for better or worse. I'm like if it's funny, say it. And there's times where I've been like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, because there's a window of time where you're like, you better say it or it's going to be gone. And I'm right. just like, mm, sounds like my prom night. Oh, anybody? No, shit. Like, I misjudged. But other times I do that and people are like, wait, what? And I was like, you know. And they're yeah. like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. So I was like, risk versus reward, baby. <laughs> that one paid off. And yeah, it can definitely yeah affect you. But that's interesting. I, I, I think, you know, that's good. Justin, do you, do you agree with silence? Are there any other weaknesses you would like to? I have a weakness for snacks and cookies. I could be a weakness too. We all do. We all have that weakness. I have weakness for sugar. <laughs> Me too. That's. I mean, that's some people accurate. are savory. Yeah. I'm a sugar man. You put. Mm-hmm. If I know there's candy, I'm like, well, it's gonna get eaten. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, what if it goes bad? <laughs> it's not gonna go bad, Doug. Um, I would. I would agree. Uh, I. You're. We've talked about this uh, at length uh, together. <laughs> is that. It has been uh, it has been uh, trying to to get you to to <laughs> to, say to, to say something and express and like you know you, people want to hear what you have to say <laughs> say things you know and so I, I would say yeah that's I think I think that you have a lot to a lot to to contribute a lot to say that just goes. Gets wasted. It goes away because it's not being said. So yeah. that's not, my fair assessment. Not unlike my jokes that go unsaid. They just it's right. It's wasted. Right. All up here, <laughs> just wasted. Right, just gone and wasted. I think you just have to say the jokes. Like you can't leave those. Well, you know, I try to live by that motto, but then sometimes it's like, ah, I don't think this senior leader meeting is the time to tell that joke. <laughs> so you would say that your strength is your humor. Um, I would say my strength is diplomacy. AKA harmony. Totally. I feel like I'm really good at establishing connections with people and keeping them <laughs> in a sense where people like, um, even if it's like a group of people or a department that I don't like, uh-huh. I can keep a flow of information so that I try to make it mutually beneficial. So I'm like, if we both talk to each other, mm-hmm. we're going to be better for it. So let's keep those lines of communication to the point where if 
I need a favor, I can usually call them because I have a good rapport with them. Right. And I've built that up. I think humor plays into that because I think I can, you know, usually connect with people in a way. Um, but on the backside, kind of going in the same boat of harmony because I don't like to rock the boat. I'm also similar in the boat and, and with you where I'm like, I won't always give feedback that's necessary because it may be difficult, may lead to conflict and it's counter to my harmony. Right. In a sense where I'm like, I need to tell this person they <laughs> fucked up, but then they'll be mad. I might ruin that relationship. I've gotten better at it in the last six months. I've gotten really good at being like, this has to be said because if it's not said, it will ruin the relationship. Right. It's worse to not say anything than to say something. Right. And I've right. seen in more cases, more often than not, when I say something, it actually strengthens the relationship because the person realizes that I care right. and that, right. and right. that I, I want them to be better. And I also deliver it in a way that's very factual. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, you know what? You seem like you're a real dick today. Like, that's cool. Thank you for giving me your wild observations right. of subjectivity or whatever, as opposed to like, hey, when you came in, um, you know, you told everyone to shut up. Um, that's, you know, when you do that, it really closes people off. They want to, con- don't want to contribute anymore. So moving forward, um, let's find a better way to communicate, to tell people to be quiet. Right. Factual, you know, and that was sort of sense. So it takes away a lot of the, shaves away a lot of the, um, possible emotional connection and stuff like that mm-hmm. in a way that's like, cool. These are the facts. That person can either take it or not. But at that point I try to shave away as much as that as possible to make sure that's as effective as possible. Yeah. 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 How about you, Justin? Great strength. Greatest strength for me? Oh, boy. Um, Too many to choose from. I mean... I f- First, this shirt, am I right? <laughs> Guys, he's not lying. Um, uh, the, besides the fact that people can... Uh, you know, when they first meet me, they feel a connection and can tell me anything. I feel like that's a pretty big strength. That is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's... Uh, gosh, I don't, you know, I, I guess I'd never really considered it, but hearing both of you say it, I'm thinking one of my strengths is uh, my approachability. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm I agree. 100%. 100. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that emoji on there. 100. I was like, that sounds like an emoji. <laughs> We've been doing, uh, do you use Waze at all? Oh, the, yeah. The I use Wa- Waze and Means all the time. The Waze and Means, yeah. yeah. The, the, the driving app. Oh, no. No, okay. Uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. And they have different voices. One of them is DJ Khaled. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's, you know, <laughs> at the next exit, turn left. Turn right. You made it. You didn't punk yourself. Bless up. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. In my conservatory class, oh, someone so wrote an amazing scene that I'm so mad didn't make it in the show. But it was essentially Morgan Freeman doing GPS. Oh. And during the time Morgan Freeman starts seducing the female driver and like (laughs) sort of like telling her to basically like just open up your door, sweetheart, and push out your husband. Like just like (laughs) and it was one of the funniest fucking sketches. I was like, we have to put this in. But no one else wanted to do it. I was like, fuck. That was so funny to me. But so like the idea of that is amazing. It was Gordon Ramsay could just scream at you the whole time. Exactly. So this that would be good. Right. So Get now, on the 305, you fucking cunt, or whatever you would say. I don't know. Like, you call that driving? That's not driving. I've seen better driving by my grandmother, and she's dead. You should die. Wait, what? I don't like this app anymore. No, but we've been doing, so we've been doing DJ Khaled call-outs all the time. We're just like, I'll call her up, and I was like, all right, we'll see you later. Keep it 100! <laughs> DJ Khaled! <laughs> Uh, that's the guy left. that that's the guy that refuses to go down on his wife, right? 
Yes, that is him. Because he's an asshole. Yep. Yep, got it. But he's DJ Khaled. Bless up. DJ Khaled, (laughs) dot, 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 the asshole. (laughs) The selfish lover. (laughs) That's an accurate, yeah, that's accurate. Um, accurate. Yeah, I would say probably uh, my approachability would be be my my greatest one. Because I feel like, yeah, I I just, I think it's, uh, I come off with an an empathetic, non-judgy kind of when, Mm -hmm. when people meet me. So that's that's what I would say. Uh, uh, weakness is definitely uh, up there near the top. Time management. <laughs> <laughs> now I noticed that you both laughed very well, hard at that. It was funny because I was. I was uh, waiting for. I wanted to see what he was going to. I was too because what you said that's near the top. What was what would be another one that you would say? Uh, another one is, uh, and this this is one of those where if you say it in an interview where someone's like. Well, what's one of your greatest weaknesses? And you say this, they're just like, all right, you're a pompous prick. Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, oh, I murder animals. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you not say that in interviews? I mean, <laughs> hey, if it's funny, say it. Am I, I right? A, I run a cockfighting ring. <laughs> down in, uh, no, is um, I have a I have a hard time, very hard time delegating. Mm. Like, I if I if I don't, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that does it right. That's not a pompous thing. Okay. Say, I just always say, feel like I'm a, perf- oh, you're, I'm you're a perfectionist. Saying, you're saying you just work hard. No, if you're, you're saying, saying you, that's a weakness. No, I would definitely be like that is a weakness, and you better fucking correct that shit right. before you come on this team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or it's something to notate. I don't think time management is a weakness of yours. Really, you get a lot done in a very short in a very in like short spurts of. Of, of that's true. I will. Get a, I will. That's true. I can't. I can't. When I buckle down, I can do. get things done. I maybe showing up on time. What would you call that? Because uh, I'm always late wherever I go. C- uh, consistently punctu- walking into work 10 to 15 minutes yeah, punctuality. late. Punctuality is probably very close to the that top is, for me. That is a weakness. Yeah. That is, I, can, I can definitely... It, d- how late I am to a thing is usually in d- direct proportion to how much I want to be at that thing. Yes. So I'll say that. But he yeah. has this knack of finding, like, if we're heading somewhere and, like, oh, we're going to be here at, at this time... And and then we're almost ready, and then all of a sudden he'll find something else to do, like something else will distract him. <laughs> and I'm like, we call this. We were just we were just getting ready to leave, and then all of a sudden he's like, I think I need to open this up and figure this out. And I'm like, honey, I, have an old, I just found an old VCR right. in here. Should we open yes. it up and see how this works? Yes, that's that's how it goes. Get, get me my tools. We will dissect in five minutes. And then he wonders why he's late. And I'm like, my VCR repair kit. We must do this. We don't have any VCR, VHS tapes anymore. I want to know how it works. I want to reverse engineer it. I do have a fun thing. A VCR, a used VCR was... Justin's first gift to me. Nice. It was so, a VCR DVD combo. Yes. Ah, okay. Classic there you go. Of yeah, nice. VC, yes. VCR there you go. That DVDs. was. It was like, hey, look, you know, for your current state and for the future that we will have together. Right. Okay. See, it Bam. was because I wanted to show you a movie, right? I think so. And I was, she, she didn't have a DVD player. Well, I'm like, well, I'm gonna two birds with one stone on this. Yeah. yeah like, in case I want to bring over a VHS. Nice. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we call that Strandland time. That's what. Ha- <laughs> that, that is a yes. curse that that. Uh, falls upon my entire family. Um, <laughs> in 1958, my grandfather was cursed by a witch, <laughs> and it has never left our uh, our family. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny because I I was reading some. Uh, <clears throat> I had a little bit of spare time today, so I was reading on the Warhammer 40k universe, and they were talking about this guy who had this psychic ability called Terror Time. 
terror time. Where basically he had the ability to slow down time to a point where he could find the vulnerabilities in his enemies and use that. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So when you said strangling time, I'm like, that's probably not quite the same thing. No, strangling time is nowhere near <laughs> as useful in military <laughs> in military tactics. Uh-huh. Strangling Well, actually, it could be. Because uh, the killing's done, and you show up, and you're like, all right, I'm ready to fight. Oh, <laughs> we're over? All right, I'll be at the no. best I'll be back at the tent. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think this is an issue before, but I remember you told me when I first met you, one of your biggest things was temper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Not it's anymore. gotten better, right? It's gotten better. Amazing. Wait. He runs two marathons, and all of a sudden, right. the endorphins go right. up. Yeah, yeah right? I, I also I, think I, I've I seen stopped, that a couple of times. Where I I've stopped been like, drinking to blackout, though, so that's been also a helpful. huge, that's also been a helpful. huge yeah. help. Yeah. There's one time you lashed out. I'm like, I'm just going to step away. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, you? yeah. Step away. When did that happen? <laughs> it was at a sign desk. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm we were, sorry. We were, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Doug, come back. Doug. Fuck you. Doug. All right, Beth. So we're going to finish this podcast out. Um, now, uh, you were setting up a Google account for something, and you had set apparently so many of them up, and you started asking me if you're like, what's your email address? I'm like, why are we using my email address? Oh. And, I remember and, this. And yeah. you were like, whoa! I was like, okay, okay, that's cool. Justin, I don't know what just happened, but he just went, whoa! And I'm like, took a couple steps back. I'm like, okay, I hit that. I'm still not going to give you my email, but uh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I had that uh, that one uh, client interaction too. Remember where uh, they kept changing the the cost on me? Okay. And I I lost I. <laughs> it was one of those where you're you're trying to negotiate this this deal and you lock it in and then like we never talked about that. It's this price and I was like, okay. And then this and this and then we at 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 a set, we we would lock our price in with someone else. And so the more they changed it, the more it would fuck with our with yeah, our our, uh, margins. our margins. And so. This person kept changing it, and to the point where, like, they gave me the runaround. They wouldn't, and I just remember I hung up. I slammed my fist on the desk so hard that I thought I broke my hand. And I remember Drew and Doug both went like they both stopped because it was out of the blue. Like it both stopped, and they just looked at me, and I'm like, "I'm gonna take a walk." Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. I do remember that. It and like, what Ooh. happened was I went into the stairwell and was like, oh, "I broke my fucking <laughs> hand." <laughs> I do remember that. came back that. in and I was like, I'm not going to talk for a while. <laughs> Those are dark moments because you also feel like that was stupid. <clears throat> yeah. No, but I can, I definitely, and even though like my temper has is, is definitely gotten more under control, I can definitely go from zero to 60. Everyone like, can. I yeah. can my, it turns on pretty quick for I, me. I've, I've done the same thing. Same here. At yeah. work, I remember being on the phone. I was you don't get mad, Beth. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, oh, do. tell me more. <laughs> tell me more about this. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what's the angriest you've ever been at Justin? Ooh, that's a good question. Pick your time. I, I know there's so know. many to choose from. Can, I, can you come back? Yeah. We'll plant that seed and we'll come back. <laughs> I remember working uh at when I was at uh my current job when I was on the operations side and I was helping this um team member like speak to this vendor and he was being a giant asshole. He was like, I'm not going to sign your paperwork. And I was like, you need to sign. I'm not going to sign your paperwork. I'm like, God damn. And so like, I hung up the phone. I, they had the headsets. I just took her headset and I went, wah! And like Slammed a piece threw up. And I heard her go, my headset! <laughs> I just walked away. And everyone in the, in the pit was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, fuck that guy. Like I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, because I can't handle people that are not reasonable. Right. 
reason with me, help me out, and as long as I understand, I will do what I can to help you. I'm be, a harmony guy. It's be an adult, basically. But if you're like, is. no, I'm not going to do it, I'm like, well, then we can't, you can't make money. Right. That's how this is going to boil down to it. I need your help. Yeah. Don't you want help? Like, don't you want to do this? It's, no. I don't have an email address. You have to mail it to me. What? <laughs> how do you do business? What's happening? No. You're crazy. Like, so I would, yeah. yeah, I just, that sort of stuff just threw me through me for a hard hard loop you got an example yet <laughs> before this podcast is over I we'll do talk have about an example. all right oh sweet i can't wait to hear this because it's something he makes fun of now that it's over it's funny now those are the best stories these are the best stories the ones that are funny after i know exactly i love having those moments and being like this will be funny later yes it's funny now but it wasn't funny at the time oh this is you're gonna love this let's do it so christmas is christmas Christmas is Christmas. Christmas is Christmas, and it's an emotional time for me. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can't believe I'm telling this story. Do it. I'm emotional at Christmas time. Sure. So, I don't know. I we were talking about. We were making breakfast. We were making breakfast. <laughs> we were doing a special breakfast. <laughs> Typically on Christmas, we'll make. I'll make uh, an egg dish. I make uh, usually. I make it once a year. It's on Christmas, and she really likes scrambled it. eggs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you only get raw. scrambled eggs on Christmas. <laughs> Don't ask any other day. Raw eggs in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> special egg Have dish. Your, that's your protein. That's your right. And then I can't remember what <clears throat> happened or. So you, I remember this Justin very well. Justin very well, so I'll let him tell the story. So I had, I had brought this egg dish to the table, and for it's like the pilgrims coming to, so what Beth brought uh, was this loaf of bread that she had, and uh, <laughs> she brought this loaf of bread, and she was, uh, she was very, it was like some, I don't know, like multi-grain something or other she it sprouted matter. grain bread that was like how do you flour. really how do you really feel about it because <laughs> right. i'm sensing how you feel about it now it was a bread that she really liked right <laughs> okay and so i just went i think i'm gonna i'm just gonna make toast with with my but with just with this bread that we have right this other bread can you see where this is going uh-huh. <laughs> so she took this the way that i think she interpreted it was hey go fuck yourself <laughs> go fuck your bread right Fuck you and your bread. Right. When all I said was, I think I'm just going to make bread with the toast with the other bread. And I, I would love to see this visually. It's like Justin looking at you taking that bread, throwing it in the garbage, right. and smiling. Again, what was being processed? Yeah, right. What I heard and what he said, two, two different, different things, things. <laughs> so, which happens a lot for me. So in this emotional state, uh, no, no. she had, and she, so we got into this argument. And she's like. I can't remember what was said, but it was something to the effect of, you know, uh, I'm trying to give to you and you can't accept that I'm trying to give to you and this share, I'm trying to share this thing that I like with you. I was like, I don't, and and so I'm already on the, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And so then she's got the bread and I tried to like take it from it. I'll make the toast with it. And so she pulls it back and over her head, slams the bread on the ground at my feet and then leaves the room. And she, I, there, was, there was something yelled at the time, too. But she just slams it. No, we want to eat the bread. And she walked out. I, was I wasn't like, that loud. She, true, probably not that loud. But it was, it was I, all up in here, right? I, 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 I stood there with the bread at my feet going, 
what <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> she was, she threw, so now every time she gets mad, I'm like, are you throw bread, man? <laughs> <laughs> you need to give me a range here. Yeah. Where are, are we, we at? Like, are, are we? Crumbs. Are we at code bread? Right. <laughs> we got a code bread situation right. here. Throw bread, man, or crumbs. I like that. Right. <laughs> That, that, yeah, that was probably one of the one of the most. And it wasn't even. And uh, the thing is, like looking back on it, it wasn't him. It was just like the emotions of. It never is, me, right? Like, right. right. And, uh, it, it's always <laughs> one thing that's that's the catalyst where it's like, what? <laughs> I remember this comedian years ago. He d- talked about like you know, uh, men and women and like long marriages who don't take care of their problems. Like all of a sudden, they just like the littlest things will start pissing them off. Right. She's like. You put the salad forks in the wrong drawer. He goes, oh, I did? Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, guess what? How about I take all your fucking spoons and I'll hide them all around the house. And you can go find them then. How's that feel? He's like, that's not what you're really mad about, but that's what it turns into. Right. That's exactly it, too. Yeah. <laughs> the smallest things will just, and then you look like the crazy person. Right, right. You're like, oh, cool. Um I just noticed that these were in. You keep it up. Your napkin rings are going to go right. missing, too. Like, you know. Now, conversely, Keep talking. I've I've never gotten mad at Beth. So, wow, no, no. good job, Beth. You are that's how, the best. That's how perfect she is. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You could just hear the in the voice. <laughs> Transition, new topic. And new topic. That's good. What's your weakness, Doug? Oh, weakness is uh, not uh, not being able to give um, uh, sometimes direct feedback. Because oh. I don't want to ruin the the relationships, I don't want to rock the boat with that. So sort you of kind stuff. of play diplomacy and yeah, I think the kind of there uh, there's two sides to that. Yeah, like positive and negative with it, they play into each other pretty well. Um, I'm also sometimes uh, a little too practical for my own good. <laughs> a little too practical. I've never heard that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Jill's like Ever. perfect example for Father's Day. Jill wanted to get me a smoker, and I was like, we don't have the money. We've been spending too much money. She goes, God, you're no fun. I was like, I don't know. I just want to have retirement, you know. <laughs> like it's not that much. I was like, I just don't feel comfortable right now. I started rattling off all the stuff. She goes, I knew you were going to say that, but I figured I'd try. You yeah. know, like I was like, thank you. You know me very well. <laughs> I just, I do want a smoker. I was like, I do. I want to make bacon burnt ends. <gasps> oh, guys, I'm telling you. So you didn't get the smoker? I didn't, but I got to try that out with my brother-in-law's smoker a couple of weeks ago. I made bacon burnt ends. Nice. So amazing. Took some slab bacon, cut it up into cubes, and then uh, threw some a little rub in there with some brown sugar, oh. and then smoked it for two hours, mm-hmm. and then took it out, threw in some sweet stubs, uh, sweet and spicy uh, barbecue sauce in some pans, and then let it sit in the smoker for about 25 minutes to tighten up that sauce. Oh. Got to tighten up that sauce. So do you just Bam. eat it on its own, or do you... Add anything to it is like—is there a side or a salad? You put a on salad. a salad <laughs> or bed of lettuce. <clears throat> you put it on a bed of lettuce. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I've never been mad at you until this moment. <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to throw some bread. <laughs> <laughs> we got a code bread here. Um, no, uh, we—it was like it was kind of like an appetizer. I, 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 the way that I saw it in the video was they actually had the slabs like uncut. Yeah, um, which was nice. I would prefer it that way. So I just took some thick cut bacon. And I cut them. I used a, a toothpick to stick through. Like, okay. So then that way they were like little appetizers. People just um, 
And people, and I was like, this is my first time. I don't know, man. We'll see ah, how it goes. Sounds so good. It does. And I tried good. it and I was like, uh, yes, these are terrible. <laughs> don't try them. You're going to get sick. Um, but they were good. And I would love to smoke some pulled pork. Ooh. I'd love to do some ribs. Like, I've never done that sort of stuff. I'd yeah. Like do, try anything on there. I think it'd be great. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but you're, so you're going to get the smoker then. At some point. Yeah. Yes. I would really like to get that. I yeah. think that would be good because I just, I'm in this weird mood right now where I'm trying all sorts of, to, to use the word culinary is stretching it, but I've been watching like these videos will pop up my feed. I'm like, oh, cool. How to make the best macaroni ever. Let's see. And I've been like trying it for eight times in a row to try and perfect it or something like something like that. I see that. And I'm like, Jill, I'm going to the store. And I run and like, <laughs> I made like, this isn't like a huge feat, but you know, normally when I make pancakes, I go and buy Bisquick or some shit like that. But I actually made the batter from a recipe and they're really good. And I was like, whoa. That sounds amazing. One thing that Beth is, uh, has uh, taught me is you do a lot of stuff from scratch. There's not a lot that you do like pre-mixed, pre-boxed. Right. Like you like, and so like I've, she makes her own bologna. <clears throat> she does. Yeah. She processes. <laughs> she gets the chicken lips. She gets the. <laughs> no? No? <laughs> Say that. What's in bologna? Hot dog. I'm thinking of hot dogs. Sorry. Yes. Uh, no, but you take, you make a lot of, uh, you make a lot of stuff from scratch. Like. If you're gonna make uh, soup, you're gonna make soup, right? She makes great Gotta soup. Gotta get the stock. Or pancakes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pancakes. But no, yeah. she makes it, no stock. She makes her own stock and everything. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. You gotta make the stock. Yeah. 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 So that's something that I, I feel like I've I've kind of learned in in uh, our relationship is like the oh it actually it's a it's not as hard as you think to that's go. That's always the thing. It seems hard. Yeah. Right. But it's it's not. It doesn't have to be that hard, and it tastes really good when you can just. Make and there's also that sense of pride. Yeah. I feel like right? too, you know. Oh, yeah. there's something. Re- I come from a family of just categorically awful cookers. Oh, like really? Just the worst. Like I don't even know how I've gotten to the point that I am today, based on what I grew up with. Yeah. My palate is horrible, but it's definitely gotten better since I left home when I lived off of Golden Corral and buffets. You, and Beth loves buffets. <laughs> I used to, and then Jill was like. Uh, she does not. No. not. I want to put that out there. I was she like, I was like, Jill's like, you shouldn't do that. Right. Um, but I was like, for, like I said, eight ninety nine is all you can eat. How can you beat that? It's like because it's bad. Because it's eight ninety nine for all you can eat. Right. And we're talking. There's pizza. There's macaroni. There's a taco bar. Right. There's salad. Somehow there's quote unquote steak. Right. Like you can't make all that stuff well, man. You can't. It's- when I worked at the hotel, there was this place that uh, people, Renali's that people would order from because they delivered till like four in the morning. And I looked at their menu. I'm like, I don't trust this place, man. Yeah. They do pizza. They do Italian. They do kebabs. They do oh. uh, Mexican. They do. They I'm like, everything, yeah. I was like, you can't do all of this stuff and do it well. You guys need to pick a lane, man, and yeah. just stick with it. Like. People are like, hey, did you try their spaghetti and meatballs? No, I didn't. Right. <laughs> How about their fried chicken? No, I'm going with their pizza. <laughs> Because why would I do that? Why would I be like, oh, I gotta get a hot dog from right. the pizza place? It's like, mm, and it's delivered. Right. Hard pass. Right. right. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm gonna get the eggplant parmesan. No, yeah. no, thank no, you. No, 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 thank you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, so I just grew up thinking that so this stuff was super complicated. Mm-hmm. And um, it, there's something very rewarding about like doing something like that and getting the reaction. Like when I did that <clears throat> uh, bacon burnt ends, and people were like, holy shit. I'm like, whoa. I did this. I did this. Yeah. And uh, and there's also this channel on YouTube called uh, Basics with Babish. Okay. Sam Cook uh, Cook introduced it to me, mm-hmm. and I've just been like, I can make my own donuts. Like he does 
all the stuff that's very basic. Yeah. Like just is how you <clears throat> these are how you do these very basic things. And I'm like, holy shit, to I gotta give this out. a try. And hell yeah, it's been very successful up to this point. So have yeah. you made the donuts? Uh, I was like, where do I get puff pastry? Because <laughs> where do I get these bags that you can put this stuff into? The to, piping like, bags. The piping bags. I was like, I can make churros. How do you make churros? Like, and Beth, you. But to that end, like as far as like baking goes, like mm-hmm. you're much more of a baker than you are uh, a co- like a, a mm-hmm. like like um actually main course food. Yeah, you like to do the baking side of yeah. it. Yeah, why why is that? Because baking for me seems so tedious. Where I'm just like I'll chop and saute and I'll do all that stuff, but the minute that I got to start measuring flour. And, and you I, have to because and baking soda versus baking powder. I'm like I don't. And yeah. it's very precise when it comes to baking. Well, the thing is, I, one of my drawbacks as a person who cooks or bakes is that I don't follow the directions all the time. And so where they might say, "Put all the dry ingredients together," put all the wet. I'm like, let's put everything together because it's all <laughs> going to get mixed up anyway. But now I am starting to to learn and understand is like baking's like chemistry. There's a science behind. There's it. a science behind it, and so. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm finding a little bit more respect for the instructions that are there, and um, but to that point too, and I don't know if you find this with blogs or cooks that you follow, or but um, there's certain blogs that I do follow that I trust. Yes, because when I make it, it looks like what they're showing on on paper or online. Like, oh, this actually looks like it, or yeah. oh, and so. But there's been some websites where I followed, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't taste good at all yeah. so gotta blame them yeah right <laughs> assholes, been, uh, assholes in their instructions yeah. <laughs> oh you yuppity bloggers are making all your high-end falutin yeah yeah well, well i, think, I yeah. think to make it approachable there's a that's a big deal yeah you know no i agree and and also there's so much science mm-hmm. that goes into it there's this uh I, I recently made you know what this person called the best damn potatoes you'll ever have and he's like it's part cooking but also part science and the way that it, you know he goes through the stuff he goes yeah you cut up the potatoes you want a specific potato for a certain texture or whatever i'm like jesus christ just give me potatoes yeah and you boil them but in the water you put salt and you also put uh baking soda because the baking soda creates an alkaline it's less acidic and that allows it to cook a little bit different than if it's just straight acidic stuff and then also like when you get them out you sort of like he goes and roughing them up. He says it just like they get you to rough them up in your bowl, and so it kind of almost creates a little bit of a mash around it. But then that cooks and creates this wonderful texture Ooh. on the outside of oh. it. So it's like got a crunch on the outside, but it's still soft on the inside. And I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. The people who know it to that level, yeah, are just yeah. another. It's, it's like yeah. you do garlic and rosemary infused like with olive oil, and you sort of brown up all that sort of stuff, <clears> and then you strain it. But then you keep all that stuff because then when everything's baked, you put it back in a bowl with the the, the cooked garlic and rosemary. You toss it. And you toss it around. You rough it up. And then... <laughs> Is this s- an ASMR cooking video? <laughs> Serve immediately. <laughs> Serve hot. And... Uh, so when we mm. coming over for right? <laughs> for no joke. I'm telling you. Hey, bits. for board game happy fun time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll be making some taters. We're right. there. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. That sounds be... fantastic. The first time I made them, I was like, I didn't cook them. I didn't cut them in the right way. So yeah. I cooked them for too long. I'm like, these are kind of burnt. And the very next day, I'm like, I'm making them again. And <laughs> Jill, I did. I'm going to the store. And then Jill loves potatoes. She's like, okay. Like, and I was like, I, I'm like, these are much better this yeah. time. Like, I just really got into it. And I get excited about that because I'm like, I want to make something. Yeah. 
Yeah. One th- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, Justin's a good cook. He doesn't think he is, but everything he always makes is so delicious. Mm-hmm. And so I always Thank recommend, you. like, hey, you, you can cook too. <laughs> Who cooks the most between you two? I think it's equal. Yeah. Because I don't cook. A- I mean, I cook some, but I don't cook a lot. <clears throat> she bakes more than she cooks. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, if we, I, I, I would say it's equal. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty split down. So Monday middle. through Friday, you're just like two and a half days out of the week. You know, you guys are each cooking for each other. Yep, Monday and Tuesday I cook. Thursday and Friday she cooks, and then on Wednesday we cook for ourselves. Nice. I cook for me, she cooks for her. That's awesome. And we don't talk. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, I, I would. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe, maybe. I, I would say actually you probably cook a little bit more. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. like because you're always you'll make a soup like you'll, oh, you'll throughout the, the day. The truth yeah. comes out. I'm so glad we got to the <laughs> bottom of that, Justin. <laughs> Jeez, man. <clears throat> Fine. Good lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I enjoy cooking. I think for me, what it is is I don't f- I don't trust myself enough to go. Like I look at someone like Bob or or Milos or any of the people we've had on. <clears throat> They'll walk Chef into Bayless, a, you, know. Chef, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, Chef Morimoto, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, they'll walk into a store and they'll be like, they'll see something and they'll go, "Ooh, I'll make, I can use this to make this thing," and I'll make, you know, yada yada, and they'll go down this road. And I'm like, oh, I can make grilled cheese. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe? I'm the same way, and I still get excited about. It. I'm like, I'll do macaroni and cheese with hot dogs. <laughs> no, wait. And Dewey sausage, <laughs> you know, oh, spicy Italian. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, like yeah. that for me. That so it, when I come, when I come across a recipe that I think is like manageable for myself, I get really excited about that thing, mm-hmm. and I, I hope it's in best flavor profile because always is. I don't. I'm like I don't want to like find something that I I'm like oh I can cook this and then it's not something that she'll eat. Yeah, because no, that always right. bums me out. Yeah. No, that's important, you know, yeah. understanding. Because for the longest time when I first started living with Jill, I would just go and, like, cook food that I wanted. And she'd come over and she'd be like, what about me? And I was just like, what about you? Eat? I made food. I was like, well, I'd be like, I'm hungry. I'm going to have lunch. And she's like, well, what about my lunch? I'm like, what about your lunch? Go make your lunch. Like, I did not understand that this was a team effort. Because I was so used to be like, all right, time to make me some mac and cheese. Right. Mm. She, well, what am I going to eat? I don't know. What the fuck you want to eat? Eat and cook it. And she's like, why can't, can't we both have it? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I suppose we could. I guess I could so. make two boxes. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. You know, like that hard realization of like, oh. And uh, you know, I heard someone recently say like, oh, I don't, it's hard for me to cook for myself because I just, you know, I don't know what the portions to make. I'm like, it's pretty simple. Make a lot and have leftovers. <laughs> I live a couple of days off of leftovers. Right. I'm good. Yeah. Big old thing of mac and cheese, baby. Yeah. That lasts for a couple of days. I don't leftovers give a shit. are the best thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Hands down, it's the easiest <clears throat> thing. Uh, you just warm it up and you're good. Yeah. Problem solved. Uh, I wanted to. We're 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 a ways along in the podcast. Yes. Uh, before uh, it gets too far along, I did want to uh, pivot topics. And uh, Beth and I were talking uh, before she got here today. Uh, today. Um, and she had brought up some uh, an interesting uh, observation in that um, storytelling, specifically in TV shows and movies, seems to have changed considerably. And so, uh, interesting. I wanted to I wanted to get your your thought on that a little bit more before uh, before we, time ran out. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> like what 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 sparked the thought for you? Like what made what what did you see that that brought that that thought up for you? Because when you said it, I was like, oh, fuck, that's, that's true. 
It got me thinking about it. I think it all started with the whole Game of Thrones thing. Like, yeah. And I, I, I wasn't an avid watcher or fan. Like, I kind of, kind of jumped in like fourth quarter. Of Game of <laughs> See, Thrones. She jumped in like season eight, <laughs> I, which I did. Doug's almost crying. <laughs> I'm just like, what a shame! <laughs> what a shame to come in then. But I had heard, you know, like Justin would mention, like, oh, they killed this character off, and this, and this, and this, oh, and and then there's a couple other things too that popped up and I'm like, Oh, there seems to be a shift in, in how people not tell stories, but kind of surpassing the old rules of what a good story is. Mm -hmm, And like game of Thrones was okay with like killing off main characters to tell their story. Yeah. And I just thought it was really interesting. There was another show that came up and I can't, was it walking dead? Might've been walking dead. Oh yes, sorry, sorry, that was really loud. Um, no, just it really the, wasn't the no. whole Walking Dead thing. Where, like, where like they promoted for almost like a season and a half that that their main character was going to be killed off. Like Andy Lincoln's leaving the show. Yeah. Rick Grimes is gonna he's, leave the show. How is he going to ride off into the sunset? Right. Is he going to die? Is what's going to happen? Right, and then and they, we that, get to that episode, you think he's going to die? That entire episode and the one before it, they built into they they put everything they had to yeah. do this character is meeting his end he's right. going to die i'm gonna stop you right here i can already tell i'm gonna be mad with whatever you're about to tell me oh yeah i'm gonna get really pissed oh, continue yeah. he doesn't die what happens his to character him? doesn't die what does he do he's rescued at the end by, by but, well, well so they so he, he is well <laughs> hold on no, he's rescued but he's like rescued. they make it even more infuriating than just him being rescued because now amc is doing this whole thing right they're kind of yep. branching off and gonna do like a rick movie or something like right am i right with you that? are absolutely 100 percent correct so they're like no. walking dead rick <laughs> right <laughs> and i was just like Grinding. Why? Why do all of this? Right, and then change, change course. Like it just yeah. Well, huh. the, the, it's the, almost the, like you watched all of Game of Thrones and came away <laughs> with the same thought. That feeling was how Game of Thrones fans felt at oh. the end of their season. Their See, season. I, liked we, how, I liked how it ended. I'm I'm sure you did. <laughs> and <laughs> but it was it was people. but it was but it was the same thing where it was like. Everything shifted tonally, mm-hmm. and it, it, everything felt different. Right, and I think that was. In my, in, I stopped watching Walking Dead long time ago. But part of the problem with Walking Dead is just that there's no way it's really going to end. There's no, and that's and that's kind of the point of it. Right, is that <clears throat> there's no happy ending. Right. to anybody in right. the show. You've you know read the comics. You've seen the yeah. show. Like there's no way where this ends well. And that was kind of like my thing when I was watching Dexter, as I was like, there's no way Dexter has like, well, I guess I'll just stop killing people now. Yeah. I'm, I'm cured. Like, there's no, you can start, I, to kind of hop off on this, I think people will come up with a really great premise nowadays, and it's a very intriguing it's like that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like a suggestion for an improv scene. You're yeah. like, ooh, where can we go from here? And you start crafting stuff, but then you got to end. You got to end it. Right. And where where is the ending? And and I will also say a lot of fans can easily get butthurt over stuff. They overthink things. They craft their own ideas. Absolutely. On how are things going to go? I'm taking those people out of this because they'll always be there and they'll always be assholes. But um, the idea that you have to somehow put it, end it, put a button on something that is going to be satisfying for the story, for yourself as the creator, and for the audience. That is a tremendous task 
to do. And I think for, I feel like I can come up with ideas a lot of time. Like no idea how that one can end. Yeah. But I have a cool thought. Like, whoa, what if we were just in the middle of all this and this stuff's happening? It's like, cool, but how does it end? And is it going to be satisfying? Yeah. Monty Python uh, talked about the guys in Monty Python talked about that all the time where they said the reason if you watch their show, not the movies, but the TV show, one sketch bled into the next sketch, bled into the next sketch. And like what something would happen and then the character from the next sketch would walk through and the camera would follow that person. They would just be in the next sketch. And they said the reason that we did that is because we hated writing endings. He goes, we could never come up with a good ending. So we just never wrote an ending. Every sketch just bled into the next one. Anyways, that was our way of not writing. That was basically us going, we don't want to. We don't want to end the sketch because everything that we've done up to this point was hysterical. How are we going to find one more joke that is the funniest of all the jokes we've told to wrap this up? Right. So you just go into the next sketch. And like, brilliant, though. It, it really is. Like, it's a way they solved a, a problem that comedians have had for years. They, they've just went... What if you just don't write an ending? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of TV shows are able to do that. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't just do that. But I think, uh, I, I think we've, we are in a, like a golden era of TV, right? Like there's so many different, like amazing shows that are out there. And we just watched, um, or we're watching Catch 22 mm-hmm. uh, on Hulu, the George Clooney one. And like, again, the production, like there's so much, that, these are like mini movies that, that go into this or Chernobyl or something. Mm-hmm. And, I think uh, there's there's almost this need to how epic can we make something? And I'm wondering if there's ever going to hit a point where it's almost like a critical mass, like where it's like you can't get any bigger, and so we have to start regressing back down to simpler storytelling. That's how I feel Marvel is like. <laughs> Please tell me, yeah. What do, you, like, what do you mean by that? Just the epicness of it. Like everything, like every or at least the ones that I have seen, like there's always some like epic explosion that happens there. So <laughs> that's, that, we're laughing because that's so true. Like that's exactly That's it, a yeah. very great way of describing it. <laughs> but sorry, but like just even looking at the Marvel comic or the, the movies, the Avengers, yeah. my apologies again. Like no I, I still, it's not necessary. fluid with it's fine. <laughs> Don't apologize. all of it. Yeah. Um, like they killed off um, Robbie, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Right. And so that's it. You did, you did. Yeah. yep. You nailed it. Iron Man, Tony <laughs> Stark, yeah. Which I think in the past, he may not have necessarily, his character may not have necessarily been killed off, or mm-hmm. Captain America's character. Like, mm-hmm. you, I think they would have kind of kept it the fairy tale ending, right. but I feel like that's one of the ways that storytelling is changing with movies and, and TV shows, is that it's not always the fairy tale ending. Well, I think you bring up a good point, too, because uh, one is that you know, there's a big difference between like a blockbuster story if you're mm-hmm. talking about like mainstream like movies and TV shows, and then also um, like maybe some indie sort of things. Because there's some independent films I've watched in the past where I'm like, this is really curious to me, and I find myself kind of being let down or frustrated because I'm expecting the same beats and the same sort of like things to happen mm-hmm. that I see from my normal consumption, and when it doesn't, I'm kind of left like, huh. <clears throat> Well, that just kind of fucking ended, didn't it? And I'm like, that was weird. But then I realized that is the story that needs to take place. It's not going to be the explosion. It's right. not going to be um, whatever else. And I, I remember I watched this movie called uh, The Rover starring Guy Pierce, where he plays. It's like it's post-apocalyptic, but not like Mad Max level stuff. It's just the world's kind of falling apart. And there's this guy who is 
a really sad dude and someone steals his car and he chases these these guys down to get his fucking car and you're just like what what's going on with this dude he want he wants his car so fucking bad actually um Robert uh, Pattinson's in it. Oh, okay. He does a wonderful job. And it's just, it's, it's just following this guy, trying to get his fucking car back. And you're like, Jesus. And you learn that at one point, somehow, whatever authorities are left, they, they, they catch him. And he basically was like talking to this police officer. He goes, you know, I killed my wife. I killed her. And the cop's just like, mm-hmm. He's like, I killed her. I buried her body. He goes, and I felt really guilty. And then I realized no one gave a shit. Because this world is so broken, no one's going to do anything about it. He goes, you don't care that I just told you that right now. He's like, and he's just like this broken soul. And I'm going to spoil the movie for you. But in the end, he gets his car back and you realize the one thing he cared about more than anything was his dog. His dog died and his dog was in the back of that car and he was going to bury it. And that was the one thing he wanted was that car so he could get his dog and bury his dog. And that's what he did at the end. And that's how it ends. And I'm like, what the fuck did I watch? Right. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling that way right now. Amazingly yeah. acted, but you're expecting those major beats right. that you'd normally get. And it was like that was a story of a guy who really doesn't have much to live for in life, yet he is. That's and there's, yeah. there's this moment in time that we're watching where he's compelled. Something's driving him where I would argue like he feels alive because he's feeling something. Yeah, And he's like... For whatever reason, he's going to get revenge. He's going to get this back. He's going to get his car. And you realize when he pulls his dog out, you're like, fuck, that's what he really wanted to do. He wanted closer with his dog. And I was just like, it was a weird story. But looking back on it, I appreciate it because it was different. It wasn't something that I was used to. Yeah. It wasn't something that I was used to seeing. And, and I think that's part of the problem is we're used to certain things. Mm-hmm. We're used to certain beats. Yeah. And also, there's always money involved. And when you've got a TV show that's doing well... Network doesn't want it to fucking end. They want it to keep on going. And The Walking right. Dead is perfect for that formula because it will never end. Right? right? We'll do a spinoff in yeah. a different part of the country. Like, right. you know, we'll just keep on going. We'll do a prequel. and like We'll do these fits. movies. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, my it's God. made for TV movies. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's always something that we've talked about this before. But, like, there's times where shows need to end. Mm-hmm. Right. And some shows have pulled it off. Like, you know, they're at the end and you're like, all right. Yeah. You, it leaves you Way wanting back. more. Yeah. We just watched. Uh, I've heard good watching. things about that. Yeah. It's so I've good. Heard it's great. S- season one was like, well, that's, that's unique. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. And I did some reading on it and it was three years in between season one and season two. Hmm. Uh, Phoebe, I can't remember her last name, but uh, the, the woman who stars in it also created and wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically was like, I'm good. Like I, I did one season. I told these characters part Mm -hmm. of these like again it's that moment in time you just pop into their life and what's going on and you pop Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. um but she said uh she's like i didn't think i had anything else and then she's like oh it'd be fun to take on the catholic priests Mm -hmm. and so season two is about her uh falling in love with a priest Mm -hmm. and what what that happens and then season two ends and i won't spoil it for you but season two ends and you go oh interesting is it this is the last episode Mm mm-hmm Interesting. And everything that I've read, uh, they were, she's like, we are, we're done now. Like, yeah. that was the conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I, it, Beth and I both, st- like, it ended, we're both, it was silence. And we went, huh. But we, like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Did you like it too? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you, what did you, what drew you into that story specifically? Because I feel like it was non, it wasn't really traditional storytelling. It was, kind of broke the mold a little mm-hmm. bit. 
I'm always fascinated with the writing, um, but also it's a character that I probably normally would never come across. Like, not normally my taste palette for stories. Sure. Yeah. So it was just something new and refreshing and um, just just a different story to hear, kind of like the, yeah. the Rover story. You're like, yeah, yeah. you don't know why you're drawn in, but you're like, oh, this is, it, it had a realness to it. It wasn't, um, it was, yeah, it was that's real. A, that's a good way of saying yeah. it, yeah. Well, there's also like, um, there's something to be said for just um, even a compelling story, even on a blockbuster level too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just rewatched this recently because it's fantastic, but the movie Inception. Yeah. Fantastic story. It's so captivating, and it's just original. It's not part of a franchise. Right. It just exists, and you're like, whoa, that's an amazing story. Like, yeah. I'm captivated all the way through. And then also there's something to be said, like you said, like just popping in and popping out like for the short story. or the, like That's why Black Mirror... Guys, gotta watch Black I know, Mirror. I've peddled this. I've peddled this hard. You gotta watch it. <laughs> you gotta watch it. There's just short. He's been peer pressuring me. Short stories that exist in the same universe, but are not directly connected. So there's just like, and here's the next story, and you're just like, you get thrown into the middle of it, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like a thing like, well, who started the zombie apocalypse? Doesn't matter. Right. You kind of get an idea of what the world is, and you're just following these characters, and then you're done. And it's like, it whoa. That, it was very similar to that YouTube series that you showed me. Right. Do you remember so what that weird. was called? So weird. It was very... <laughs> well, Steve Ewan was in it. And, yeah. And who's the guy from... Ed O'Neill. Uh, Ed O'Neill. From uh, Modern Family and mm-hmm. uh, Married with Children. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you want to say the race car driver so bad, don't you? No. Oh, you know who he is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do. Okay. Uh, he, uh, it, was, but it was the same thing. It's like an, they call those anthology series. Yes. Um, and it was the same thing where we watched episode one, and it was a YouTube original. And we're like, well, that was odd, but kind of compelling. We watched episode two, and it had nothing to... We didn't realize it was an anthology series, and so we were just sitting there waiting for <laughs> the characters to show back up, and I'm like, I don't think we're going to see Ed O'Neill again. Where'd he go? Like, what yeah. What happened to them? Yeah. And then we... But it was. It was kind of like, oh, like in a weird way, it was engaging. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I just think it's, it's interesting to see people, you know, because a lot of the same tropes and stuff exist in stories, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with... You know, reading a story that, you know, oh, we're watching the main character, we're doing all this, and we're going to hit things, and I feel confident this character is going to survive or whatever, and finding ways to subvert that is, an, is, 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 is cool. It's just the medium in which it's told is always very fascinating to me. Like, again, going back to Christopher Nolan, uh, shout out to Wayne, he loves him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Memento, you know, like an amazing story that oh, if told yeah. just normal way, still good, but the fact that he tells it in reverse is is a fascinating way to tell that story or just have you know even something just a unique thing like i haven't seen it but you know a quiet place you know the idea oh. that so much of it is silent and you oh, know yeah, yeah. Okay. different things uh different ways to tell that story in a compelling way that that gets you to feel and, and um i recently just read this book that sam uh gave to me and i was reading it and i was like i'm kind of into it it's sci-fi and i was like yeah it's okay and then it ended, and I was like, fuck this book! <laughs> I was like, I, I texted Sam, I go, not gonna lie to you, buddy. Not a fan of this book. Yeah. I go, here's why. I go, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. I go, I feel like it was a waste of my fucking time. Yeah. I go, I, I don't know why, I, why am I supposed to read this? I was like, literally, nothing happened. The objective, the MacGuffin, it didn't, it was not, an objective was not achieved. Like now, all this stuff, I was like, "What do we? Why do we do this?" And uh, I, when things like that happen, if I don't understand, I hit the internet. I go, "I'm probably too dumb 
to know what's going on. So I try to get for more information. And I read something from the author who said he didn't like the lone protagonist trope. He wrote this in 1987. So this guy was pretty ahead of his time for the stuff that he wrote. I'm like, okay. pretty forward thinking. But he's like, he didn't like the lone protagonist trope. The idea that one person could really change the foundations of the world or the universe. He goes, it seems highly unlikely that that would happen. Okay. And I was like, that's my everyday life. Why would I want to read a science fiction story <laughs> about a guy who's trying to do something, but it doesn't matter? Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Why? And right. he created this fantastic world of these warring races and this guy who's in the middle of it. And he goes to all these different places. But I keep going like, why are we doing this? So it would be as if Luke Skywalker died at the end of uh, Return of the Last or Return of the Jedi. And it was like, all right, everything he did was for nothing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's I think, like, well, let's run with this. Why did we watch any of this? Right. Let's run with this. So let's use that example. I like that. It's like Luke Skywalker goes. He trains to be a Jedi. He fights all this sort of stuff, and he goes. And let's see. Let's just stick with Episode Four, right? He's getting introduced to being a Jedi by Obi Wan. Obi's like, like the Force is with you. They go to fight the Death Star, and he gets blown up. Right. And the Death Star just yep. continues on. Right. You know. Like, or why would we want to watch things. Like, yeah. Oh, or or the Death Star gets blown up, but it's not because of Luke, and Luke still dies. It's just like, huh? Why did we do that? What was the point of this? I was like, yeah. I don't understand why I watched this story. And is it like the idea that you're talking about greater socio, you know, economic things of like you know, wars and because it was a lot of talking about you know these warring sides. One is. Basically, humans who have created a, they're a very hedonistic lifestyle where they just everything's about pleasure for them, and they've created technology to basically they've created AI and everything to kind of be at their whim to what they need versus this highly evolved race of creatures that are at the apex of their evolution over yeah. forty five million years. Like they are like the perfect being, warlike and everything, and they just they have evolved to the top of their chain in very distinct cultures. And this guy who's caught in the middle of it, so I'm like, is this just sort of like a commentary on like humanity versus evolution? And I was like, I don't know. I could read the Bible, I guess, if I want to get some into that shit. I'm like, I don't know. Like I was just trying to be too. I'm deep. like, I'm reading sci-fi, man. There's lasers and shit. I'm like, what are we doing? This guy can actually change shapes and right. morph into other people. He's got fangs. He spits at you, and like, it'll kill you. And I'm like. But what about? I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm here to watch sci-fi. I mean, again, to some degree, it's like, well, don't you want serious stories? With I'm like, I guess, but the stories still kind of suck to me. <laughs> I asked Sam saying, "Was oh, it's part of a, a, a you know collection of books?" I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> so There's I more. have to read through all of these. No, this was the first one. He goes, the next one takes place like hundreds of years later. I'm like, great. So it doesn't matter. Right. Cool. But and you, like read also, the, and you read the epilogue, you're like, none of this mattered. Right. And also, <laughs> thing too, though, like if you commit to that series of books. When you get to the end, will then there be a payoff? Or am I going to get to the end of like seven books and go, still still where I was at on book one? Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a serious time commitment. Because I think it boils down to expectations. That's yeah. really what it is. Before you watch a movie or a TV show or read a book, the expectations have to match. Now, sometimes the expectations can be thwarted and it's exciting. You're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah. And you're like, cool. All right. This turned into something different, like Captain Marvel. Or you'll go into a movie thinking, I don't, like, eh, I don't know if I'm into this. Sure. Then, like, we've had that before. Mm -hmm. We've seen something where we're like, oh, this is f way better than we thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And then we're really into it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. if you're going in expecting, you know, 
Like the movie Drive, starring Ryan Gosling. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I wanted to. Should I not? <laughs> well, it's, I liked it. I think it's really good. It's not what most people thought. Okay. Like, actually, there was a woman that sued the studio because she thought she said that the trailer was misleading to what she got. Oh God! People which was hilarious because, and to be fair, the trailer made it seem like this was like a racing movie. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a racing movie. And going in, you're like. Okay, and it was different than what I thought, but I also enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. It was again kind of along the lines of the Rover in yeah. terms of like it was an independent film, kind of, and uh, it didn't. But I was like, expectations matter because if you're expecting something and you get something different and it doesn't line up with that, you're gonna be like, what is this? Yeah. Whereas if you were prepared for something. Like uh, another movie, Enemy, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I talked about this a couple of times. Yep. That's very. Heady movie. Had I known that going in, probably would have had a better expectation outcome when it yeah. was done. Because once I read everything behind it, I was like, that's actually a pretty fucking cool movie. When it was done, Jill and I were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Spiders! <laughs> what do they mean? <laughs> Spider symbolism everywhere. So let me ask you guys this then. Uh, do you think that we are, because like we said, we're getting the golden age of, and this is something that I think about a lot. We're getting into this, like, we're, we're in this golden age of television where you've got streaming services, like, an endless amount of streaming services that are producing like high quality content. You've got uh, cable shows that are producing high. You've got like uh, anything HBO, AMC with all mm-hmm. of their shows now, um, and even some network shows now are starting to get into this really high caliber content. Uh, and all of them need like these. All of them are trying to drive this next big epic story forward. Do you think we're going to get to a point eventually where there's an oversaturation? Like there's too much of this content and it will start to regress back into like like we saw like the sitcoms of the 80s and 90s. Like that really low brow storytelling where it doesn't take a lot. You can just sit there and zone out on it. Do you think we'll ever go back to that point? Because a lot of times history will swing, right? Like it'll go here and it'll swing to the other side and then the pendulum will come back. Like I, th- I feel like we've gone into a really interesting point but is it is it going to get to a point where there's just too much and it needs to go backwards? Well, I don't watch trends of movies or mm-hmm. or shows, but I know for myself That's as, what I'm asking. As this a, is you. As yeah. a viewer, what I find myself drawn to are are characters. Like if if the characters are well written yeah. and I like them, I don't like it doesn't take much for me to like the story, like Guardians of the Galaxy mm. Two. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't the best story, mm-hmm. but I love spending two hours with those characters. Mm-hmm. Like Ooh, that's a good way. Like that's yeah. like I wanted to spend time. Like it kind of like hanging out with friends. Like it, maybe nothing's happening, but I still enjoy the the conversation. Sure. So, um, yeah, yeah. No, I felt that's actually you said because I felt the same way about Guardians, and I couldn't put my finger because I thought I was alone. I'm thinking. Because I remember you said, like, oh, I liked that movie. And I'm like, story was weak for me. Story was very weak. The first one or the second one? Second one. Second one. Story was weak for Watch me. Watch it 25 times, you'll come around. <laughs> oh, really? Natalie was in a mood where she watched <laughs> okay. it a lot, and I was okay with it. And the more I watched it, I'm like, this is a pretty fucking cool story. Yeah. Okay. But, but initially, I felt the same way. I was like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. But I also think, too, for me, like, the other thing that I'm starting to look for is... Do the characters evolve? Yes, and I think that's why yeah. the 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 lowbrow character stories of the past, mm-hmm. I don't think I found as interesting. But the stories that where a character does evolve or something, there's some kind of change. I'm like, 
funny, serious. Yeah. Like I, I like those kind of stories. That's oh, cool. yeah. That's actually really great. Yeah. And that's why I got so mad at Game of Thrones. It's because there was a trajectory that I felt certain characters on, and they just were like, and they just stopped or they flipped, and I was like, no, this doesn't make sense with what they were going through, and I got really frustrated about that. But to answer your question too, Justin, I think. I think we're always progressing. I don't think there'll ever be an oversaturation. If anything, we have more avenues than ever to have stories be told. Like, would Fleabag have been told 15 years ago? Would right. that no. story have been told? Probably not. No. And nowadays, we have more avenues than ever to tell these kinds of stories. And if anything, if the market if the market gets saturated with a particular type of epic story, there's always going to be another avenue for something else, mm. something that's a little bit different. <laughs> That's going to tell, like, you know, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, you know, you've got your Handmaid's Tale. You've got your, you know. He's hitting, he's ticking all the boxes. Mm-hmm. I listen. Um, you know, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. I mean, you've got. Uh, all so different. Yeah. Um, uh, Big Mouth. Right. You know, that show would have been made 15 years no ago. Way. No way. No. So it's like. <laughs> People have stories to tell, and nowadays, more than anything, I mean, yeah. even you think about comedy, the, yeah. the world is open for comedy in every way, shape, All or form. All different types. Yeah. Anything you want, you can find it, and I think that's what's exciting is because stories can be told. Now, there's going to be shitty ones, but <laughs> there's more opportunity for that, but also, I would rather have that than have these narrow paths mm-hmm. than have to go through a certain gatekeeper who's like, I think this is funny. So, right. blah. I remember hearing Neil all the studio notes. Neil Brennan, like he was like a co-writer and director on Chappelle Show, and like they would talk about certain. There was one bit where they played it, and the executives were like, "I don't think you guys can. This isn't funny." And Neil's like, "Just trust us. Yeah, just let me. We'll play it. And if you don't, and if no one likes it, if if the audience doesn't like it, we'll fucking cut it." Because the executives were like, I don't get it. And they played for the audience. They fucking loved it. Right. Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, okay, you guys can. Right. He's like, trust me. This is what I do right. for a living. Right. The notes, the thing I'll never understand are these assholes who come in and be like, yeah, so uh, I'm an assistant executive producer here. And I just got to say, uh, here's my, like, everyone's got to have an input. Here's like, they got to put their mark on it. Right. right? Well, they have, to, they have to prove why they have a job. Yep. Right. They've got to make right. sure they're, they're, I said something. I'm, yeah. I'm good. You can pay me. I think we should cut this. And they're like, that's the whole point of this. Why would we cut that? Well, I just think anyway, we should, it was with me. Yeah. Well, that's my nephew. Yeah, I agree with my nephew. Chris like, Hardwick rails on this all the time, or he, he used to do it real hard, where he's like, one of the things he doesn't understand is like, studios will hire someone funny. And that person creates something, and then the studio tells them how to make it better. Yeah. Oh, and wow. it's like, you hired this person because of their sense of humor. Let them just create what they're... Let them do the job you hired them for. Right. If you right. wanted to do it, then you do it. Right. You know, is this... Let's is put it in a different mode, all right? Stephen King, prolific writer, right? He submits a book and some guy goes, I like it, but how about this? Right. <laughs> now, unless he's submitting it to his editor, right. who he trusts to make edits, but he trusts, sends it to a publisher. A publisher's like, you know, I like it, but this part right here, I don't think that's scary enough. Right. He'd be like, you know, instead of a clown, <sighs> let's make You know what it. scares me? <laughs> Taxes. Let's talk about right. that. <laughs> what? So right. it's a tax monster? <laughs> well, find a way to make it scary. Right. You know, like a commitment monster. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's real. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 
people have to go through so many hoops to where they can finally be like, no, no. Yeah. You know, like, I think Jim Gaffigan did that. I was listening to him on a podcast where he used to have his show on TV land. Yeah. And they got to the point they're like, ah, Jim, we think we should do that. He goes, no. I'm like, come on, Jim. Don't be difficult. He goes, I'll fucking quit. He's like, you can't quit. He goes, yeah, my name on the show. Uh, you tell me what you want to do. It's called the Jim Gaffigan Show. What right. do you tell? No, I'm not doing that. He got to the point where he's like, no. And comedians learn that they can say no at some right. point because, you know, they're going up doing shows. When and their they, value gets to a certain point. And, like, clubs just take advantage of them. Then I've, I've had a couple, I've heard a couple of comedians who say they realize that they could say no to dates. They're like, yeah, I don't want to do Sundays. They're like, right. how did you tell them you, don't, you can't do Sundays? I go, I just told them no. Like, yeah. Sundays are for me. Right. I go, no, I'm going to do Thursday through Saturday. I'm not doing Sunday. And they're like, okay. Right. They're like, you can do that? I'm like, yeah, you can. But yeah. people don't have that idea that they, they feel like they have to do what everyone says. Yeah. I think we all go through that at some point, right, in our careers oh and things. God, We're like, yeah. okay, boss. Or in our personal life. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's so easy to fall into that. Okay, you just tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah. Harmony guy over here is not going to rock the boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, boss. I'll yeah. do overtime. I don't want to do it. Too bad. If there, I, now, I heard a story one time about uh, a producer who uh, was giving notes to a writer, and it it got really heated. Mm-hmm. It got real epic. And there was the, the showrunner, actually, the, the EP. He was like, look, if you guys want to if you, if you settle this, Go out back. We've got something out back. You, a place you can go. You can settle it. Did I you read about that? this. You I read, read about this? I think this? it was in Variety. Yeah. I read about this. Do you remember what, where, I think what it he was sent called them? Throwdown! It's a throwdown! He's <laughs> 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 like, like what, why are we doing this? So if you'll recall, on our show, we end it with uh, doing something called The Throwdown. Yes. Where two people, uh, or two concepts, or entities, or whatever. Two things. Two things have to go head to head, and one of them lives, and one of them does not. And okay. we have to we have to debate who will live and who will uh, not who in the throwdown. Perish in the throwdown. So I thought uh, you've read the comics. You're a fan of the show. I thought we'd do a Walking Dead throwdown. Oh, no. Okie dokie. <laughs> and uh, this has been uh, heavily talked about. There are YouTube videos out there. There are articles that have been written on it. Uh, it's very popular after this last season. I hope I know the characters. You, I think, how far into the comics have you read? We met Jesus. You might not know the second. <laughs> uh, if I say the word Negan, I know I know of him. Okay, you know of him. He's got a bat with a barbed wire on it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> if you know of him, you will not have heard of Alpha. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Is that his, is that his tiger? It is not. No. <laughs> it's another character. It's another character. Alpha is the new uh, the new threat, the new group leader threat, uh, wow. and Alpha. Alpha's a little terrifying. I'm not gonna okay. lie. The actress who plays her, phenomenal. Oh, Alpha's phenomenal. a lady. She okay. is t- like the actress is terrifying. Okay, and again, adults, full on adults, watching this, comprehending this is a show. We're just sitting there going, "Oh, she's crazy." Like she, <laughs> actress is good. Okay, um, you're familiar with the governor. <laughs> yeah, I am. So yeah. I could, we could, we could, we could say, "Oh, no, you know what we'll do? How about this? Herschel versus Dale." Old man versus old man. Herschel owned the farm. Herschel wins every time. Who's Dale? (laughs) Who's Dale? Dale was the guy that Andrea was married to. Remember they adopted those uh, kids? In the comics, he was married to Andrea. In the show, he he just liked Andrea. Oh, boy. You don't remember Dale? He was good friends with Steve Yoon's character, Glenn. Helped with the camper. Uh, let me do this. Uh, Dale. 
would wear uh, the Walking like the, Dead the... comics. I thought you were thinking Daryl. No, I was like, uh, Daryl will whoop mm-hmm. Herschel's ass. Here's uh, here's some stills of uh, of Dale. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Good guy from you Shawshank know? Redemption. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old man versus old man. Yeah. Um, Herschel's got that farmer strength, but Dale also. Um, Dale camps with a shot with the with yeah. the sniper rifle. Yeah, he's the lookout. And uh, so I guess again it comes down to where are they meeting? Are they meeting long range? Because if that's the case. I guess what weapons do they have? I, I would assume they don't have weapons. Just hand to hand. Because otherwise, because then it's like it's like, well, what do they have to They both have knives. It's like, right. ah, no, like what? What's it going to get down? Herschel's to? got a pitchfork, and yeah. Dale has all. Yeah, no, um, he's, he's got a bucket cap. Yeah, um, so it comes down to a situation where um, they're trapped, and only one of them can escape, and they both want to live because Herschel's got his daughter. And Dale's got a hard on for someone. Andrea. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. <laughs> Andrea was the annoying one, wasn't she? In the show. Yeah. 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 She's badass in the comics. In the, in the comics, she's, yeah, she's awesome. Um, uh, so, Herschel with two legs. We'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Also, two legged Herschel. Distinction. Okay. Um, just thinking about the actors, I kind of, I'm leaning towards Dale. Her, I, th- I feel like Dale's going to be a little more spry. A little more agile, but Dale, I mean, Herschel's going to have, I think, a little bit of weight on him. What do you think? I would have to agree with that. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. Even though as much as I like Herschel. I, I like Herschel. We're team Herschel <laughs> in our house. Well, because that's the thing is, Herschel's got that farmer strength. He's There's got, something to be said for a farmer who's, like, been through some shit. Yeah. So What's we, Dale He's also a recovering we, alcoholic. Are we just looking mm. at physical strength? Yeah. Well, no, we or, also look at, like... Met, or like, approach in the zombie world. In the fights, like, too. In, yeah, like, because, how would they approach each other? Because... Well, because here's the thing. This this is going to be a situation where, you know... Um, well, maybe it's this. Paint this picture. Negan's captured both of them. He puts them in a ring to fight to the death. Impossible. And... Dale was not around when Negan... Fine, Randy the bad guy captures them <laughs> and puts them in a ring and was like, you guys have to fight and kill each other. Uh, if you don't, uh, I'm going to kill your daughter, Herschel. Uh, Dale, I'm going to kill Andrea. You guys have to fight to the death. Go. Oh, boy. Right? So the third ends get real Again, physically, it would, it would have to go to Dale. Think so? Yeah. See, I don't know. I've, I'm kind of like, I think Herschel's going to have the physicality in a sense of like strength because... I think he's going to have the resolve because farmers have. I would, yeah. My I dad's a farmer. Saying. His dad's dad's a farmer. There is there is something special about a farmer who's just going to be like, we got to fucking take care of it, and they're going to do it. You know. Plus, he's got the Lord on his side. All right. Well, if we were bringing <laughs> mythological creatures, I mean, I guess we can do that. Um, Dale but, believes in Odin. But in the movie, not the comic books, like Dale wasn't into killing anybody. Dale, yeah, he wanted he Dale kind of wanted peace. Yeah, he wanted peace. Yeah, does that affect him as a fighter? I would think so. If he's less incl- if he doesn't yeah. have the killer instinct in him, like Shane was, he was big trouble because right. he had the physicality and he had a killer instinct. He, he was, did not care. He was right for the world. Exactly. For the yep. post, yes. For the new world. Yeah, Dale. World. Dale had a hard time because yeah. he was he didn't really want conflict. And I think if 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 we're painting in in the the world which I the situation which I created, if you told me my daughter was going to die unless I killed this other person, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right. Like, sorry. Right. I yeah. mean, 
I love Jill, but I love Natalie more. <laughs> so you heard it here. Sorry, Jill. And I'm sure <laughs> Jill fiddle. would say the same thing. Like <laughs> I've seen that happen where people have kind of approached in a way where it might even yeah. remotely threaten Natalie and Jill's. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Like, she pulls the Wolverine closet. Yeah, Did you like, just do a Wolverine sound effect with Spider-Man hands? No, right. see, I am like, I watched Logan recently, and you know, his daughter, she only pulls out two claws. That's true. And she's got one that's foot true. to go, yeah! Oh, man, that's still, whenever she releases the foot claw, mm-hmm. it makes my skin crawl. Because mm-hmm. you know that hurts. It's coming oh, out yeah. between her toes. Yeah, right? Right? We should watch it. Yeah. Um, Have you not I, seen Logan? No. Oh, so good. Right? So good. Uh, Talking about great storytelling. I mean, oh. Really is. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with, uh, because his daughter's threatened in this situation, he's got the farmer's strength. He, uh, Dale has, uh, just doesn't have that killer instinct. Yeah, a little I, wimpy. Yeah. A little wimpy. He's always like. Which, I mean, not to say that I'm anyone. sorry would, I took your gun, Andrea. <laughs> when, when their lives are threatened, people can, you know, dig down deep. But I, I want think, Herschel on my side. But I would rather have Herschel than Dale. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to take more than Dale. Dale's like, we can figure a way out of this. Herschel just, pow! Yeah. I just figured my way out. For goodness sake, like he survived with having his leg cut off. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, badass. Badass. Yeah. yeah. He didn't, he walked, when they had the uh, quarantine, mm-hmm. he walked right in, started right. saving people, didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Yeah. Herschel. You know? Herschel. Herschel. Yeah. Herschel for the win! <laughs> doop, doop. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, Alpha versus Negan. I'm going to say Negan real quick just because uh, Alpha can, she can die. <laughs> I'm just saying, I do not like her. She makes me uncomfortable. I want her gone. So you just don't like her. Okay, fair enough. Moving on. <laughs> the thing is, though, where she operates from is from that of, like, survival instinct and yeah. kill whatever gets in the way. Gosh. And I don't think, I think where Negan is now in the story, he's kind of lost that. Yeah. So I think Alpha would win. Fuck. That's just whispers. my... You're right. Just fucking I don't like her. <laughs> anyway. She almost let, it, let a baby die. She's cold-blooded, She's dude. She's cold. Old. Cold-blooded. You should watch a show. Man. <laughs> I, uh, sounds like I'm missing out. <laughs> it's some great television. Um, Beth, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you this for having me. Amazing. This was so much fun. Good. I'm glad. Next time I'll bring bread. Yeah. But for what reason? <laughs> for what purpose? No weapons allowed in here. Um, this is usually the time where we allow the guests to uh, promote speak. stuff. To speak. You may now speak. Um, if there's a show or a book or anything like that that you'd want to recommend, we open the floor for you to have that open. Any plugs you want to make. If you're like, guys, you need to read this. Guys, you need to watch this. Or if you want people to follow you on social media, you can do that as well. If not, it's fine. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, gosh, I don't even know what my handle is, but I know I'm there. Cool. Um, so yeah, so, uh, you can take a look at my profile and, and check it out um, nice. and what I'm up to. Uh, cool. your profile is Beth Strandland. <laughs> That's an easy. So how about that? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sweet. Awesome. And you spelled it right. Strandland sometimes gets misspelled. I'm very proud that you spelled it right. It was a joke. <laughs> anything, uh, you want to read? Uh, anything you want to? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to let Justin recommend? come out of that one. <laughs> Any books or shows you want to recommend? No books or shows. Okay. <laughs> cool. Justin, what do you got? Uh, Fleabag. Check out. Oh, Fle- that's what you mean. Like, I thought you yes. meant, like, if I, if I had so a book. So, any books or <laughs> movies you have coming out that you want to promote? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, you just read a really good book. Uh, what's the one with the broken glasses on the cover? It's a young adult book called Restart. And it's about mm. a, uh, a young boy who was kind of, um, he's a football player and was kind of the, the town bully. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
fell off his roof of his house and has amnesia. And so he doesn't remember who he was prior to the fall and is... Um, no one wants. No one wants to tell him that he no was the bully. One, no one wants to tell him what a jerk he was. Interesting. And so, so no one's giving him good yeah. and honest feedback. Huh? And so the the people that he would make fun of and would bully are the people he's becoming friends with. Interesting. So it's a really good book. It's interesting. And I can't remember who the author's name is, but the title of the story is Restart. Interesting storytelling. Yeah. I like that. That's very cool. Awesome. Uh, the author is Gordon Corman. Gordon Corman. Gordon mm-hmm. Corman. Big shout out to Gordon Corman, yeah. uh, avid listener to the podcast. Gordon Corman. Uh, Gordon Corman. I, w- <laughs> I will. Uh, I will recommend. Uh, like I said, uh, Fleabag. You have to go watch that so show. It's good. on Prime. Um, Shit's Creek. As always, Shit's Creek. Uh, the Ed O'Neill show that we were talking about is called Weird City. Okay. So check that out on YouTube. Weird City. If you want. If not, no sweat off my back. And music wise, Shawn Mendes. Oh yeah, we did just go the to race see the car concert. driver. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> really big in the music scene as well. Yeah, uh, Sean put on a hell of a concert. I will yeah. say. I saw so, from some pictures that he was there. Yes, he was there in Des Moines. That's awesome. You guys went to Des Moines. Yeah, fun stuff, Doug. It, is. it was yeah. fun. So, it was I spent a good time. I spent a lot of time in Des Moines growing up. So uh, oh, for meets and stuff. Uh, no, uh, just, race car driving. It was on the halfway point up to Okaboji. So there you go. stop oh. off over there. Yeah, it's a great city. We yeah. had a good time. Drake University's there. It's halfway to Okaboji. Go Drakes. Go Drakes. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> Doug, what do you got? You're gonna hate me for this. Oh, uh, you son of a bitch. Uh, what are you doing? I would recommend Space Station 13. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I played it, guys. If you listen to last week's episode, yeah. uh, I got really interested, and I was like, I've got to see what this game is all about. It's fucking bonkers, and I love everything about it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, right? but it's role play, yeah. and it makes it so much fun. It's so much better, where I'm just like, I get put in a role, and I'm sitting there going like, I'm a fucking botanist. I don't know how to make plants. <laughs> and I don't know how to make plants. I was like, I don't know how any of this works. Botanists like, make plants from scratch. Did you know that? In the Space Station 13, <laughs> they do. You got to grow them, right? I'm sitting there just going like, oh. And this other guy goes, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, role play, role play. I go, oh, you know, just pretend like I know what I'm doing. I go, I didn't pay attention in space in space college. <laughs> the guy goes, me either. All of a sudden, we heard an alarm. And we're like, uh, we got to get the fuck out of here because there was radiation poisoning that was happening in our air. We took off, and insanity just ensued from there. And I didn't have to make space plants. That's so fantastic. Like, that is the cool thing about it. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, doesn't matter. Just play along. And it was so much fun. Totally unintuitive. Very difficult to play. You'll walk in and people will just be doing farts, fart emojis, and you'll hear screaming nonstop. And you'll be like, what the? And you'll walk in the room and there'll be blood everywhere. Fucking amazing. Sounds like a great game. It is one of the most bonkers things that I've ever played and I really enjoy it. So, Space Station 13. All right. Find out how to get it. It ain't easy. <laughs> It's free, but it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Uh, you guys can find MindGap on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Look for us at, at MindGap Podcast. We are also on Twitch. Thank you to the people watching us on Twitch. Uh, you can catch live streams of the shows. It's twitch.tv slash Podcast. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us uh, through the emails, you can find us 
uh, on Gmail, mindgetpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us with suggestions, thoughts, comments, everything like that. And Justin also exists in the digital realm. That's right. On Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun hey, way of spelling it. you spelled it the right way. Good job. Right. I also spelled it the fun way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, on uh, Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, uh, anywhere podcasts are sold. Like us, subscribe to us, review us, rate us, all the things, share us around. Um, uh, means a lot to us. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And uh, just keep an eye out on 2east8th's social media. Uh, also, if you go to Indiegogo and search Sid Penrose, uh, there's a short film we're producing this summer, and uh, it's in its uh, fundraising portion, and it deals with uh, suicide, depression, and uh, choosing to come out the other side and, and, and have your life and, and how you get out of that. So it's a really, really beautiful story and we're really excited to make it. Um, so if you could, uh, you know, see your way to uh, donating a little bit or if you can't donate and you just want to maybe share it, that goes a long way as well. So just get the word out about the movie. Uh, again, it's called Sid Penrose. Uh, and then just check out all our uh, social medias because we've got uh, other stuff in the in the pike that's uh, it's pretty fun. In the hopper. In the hopper. Beth, thanks again so much for being here. Thank you so much Absolute for asking pleasure. me. <laughs> Can't wait to have you back. Justin, thank you so much. Doug, thank you. Awesome. You all have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time on the 4th of July. Yeah. I think it's a week from today. Oh, it is. Mind Gap Podcast.